Hello, nerds and nerdettes, and welcome to episode nine of the Adventures in Novus podcast, brought to you by Damn Gaming. Things in Trader's Haven are starting to heat up, and I am jacked up to find out how our heroes are going to deal with them. It's crazy to think that it's almost the end of the fourth day of our journey, and the group has already been through so much. If I have to do one thing in a day, I need to book the next day off just to recover from it. But not these guys. These guys, they are ready to go. The stars of our show have their candy and delinquent needs in front of them. So let's get going with a start from a recap of episode eight from Anders. Roy. I didn't get, right, any, right. I didn't get any candy. <laughs> right, all right. Don't get your knickers in a twist. Let me finish my beer. <laughs> right, so where'd we leave off? We started our adventures visiting a witch and each taking turns getting prophecies. I myself uh, found out that I may have another family member left alive. I don't trust that witch. Right. Right. So Travis went off to uh, go collect for the Forsaken, that band of charlatans that uh, seem to have their, their fist wrapped tightly around this city. I sure hope Travis maintains within the parameters of our mission and not follow too far down the wrong path with this this crew of knaves. Uh, I myself, Anders, if you need a refresher on my name, <laughs> I really think you ought to pay better attention in that case. Uh, I visited the Knights of Abaddon to see if I could get some information about the coming invasion of Kalem. I was not impressed by this paladin's guild or their order, but I'm forced to cooperate with them and do their dirty work that they're unwilling or incapable of doing by clearing out this hideout of thugs that I mentioned earlier with Travis. They are offering a purse of 600 gold, though, so that's nothing to bat an eye at. Who am I to judge? A paladin. <laughs> <laughs> a judger. I'm a, I'm a tortured... <laughs> Mr. Judgy. I'm a tortured paladin. And lastly, Crick went and got himself some training with uh, the local witch. In it. In it. <laughs> All right. It is still the 11th of Gazra, the fourth day of the journey, and three days left until the expected Calamian patrol. Crick is returning from his first day of training with the Witch of Traitor's Haven, Esmeralia Defronia. Anders is returning from his visit from the compound of the Knights of Abadar, and Travis is returning from his business with the Forsaken. It is late in the evening and the sun is starting to set without a cloud in the sky. There's a breeze coming from the east, which brings the smells of the farmlands. A mix of freshly cut wheat, animals, and a tinge of manure. It stirs up dust in the slums and makes the trade tents and flags in the trader's district flutter. So the plan was for you guys to meet at the Tooth and Claw in the Guarian compound after you went your separate ways and so wisely split the party. Is this still the case? Like you guys are all heading there after your respective missions or is there something you guys want to sneak in beforehand? How you guys want to approach that? Crick has no need for these things. He wants to go to the, to meet his friends. Yeah, Travis wants to get back and uh, feel everybody in and what's going on. Down to business. All right, down to business. So you all head to the Guarian compound to the tooth and claw. You guys are all probably thinking different things as you've all had a crazy day. Crick has a bit of a headache. 
probably Anders too after talking with that priest. And Travis, I want you to roll me a fortitude check. Ooh. Fortitude. 14. So with a 14, Travis, you start to feel really uncomfortable and the arms start getting a little bit itchy, but you do shake it off. And you see you got some dander and goblin dog fur still on your arm. Oh, shake it off. Shake it off. Yeah, you don't want that stuff on you. Yeah. Yeah, but you do feel better now. Yeah, I look around for a puddle. You find a puddle. I splash some water on that pot and I kind of wash on. The water is disgusting. Like, in the slums, you don't know what a puddle could even be. Like, it could be any kind of liquid, and I'm going to need you to roll another fortitude. <laughs> Can I roll a survival before it? Uh, 23. 23. Yeah. So, you know, spending so much time in the, in the slums, you've developed, like, a resistance <laughs> to, like, the nastiness that can be provided in random puddles in the poorest area of town. So you approach the walled Guarian compound run by the Tiger Clan and guards sporting tiger-themed tattoos allow you to enter the large wooden open doors without a fuss. They know you by now. Inside the Tooth and Claw, you see Akimbo. He's sitting at a table with another female Guarian. Anders arrives at the Tooth and Claw and he sees that uh, Akimbo's off to the side there at a table, so I... I uh, stealthily approach the bar and get myself an ale <laughs> and lean, turning the other way to drink my ale as I wait for my companions. It's just ignoring <laughs> Anders. <laughs> Akimbo. I, I think, right, yeah. And I think they only have mead here. Oh man, how many names am I going to get oh, from this episode? That's right, this is the fancy lad bar. Right, I, I don't care. Anything. I'll drink anything. Just get me. It's only mead and spice soup. <laughs> okay. You roll stealth check? Yeah, well, how about you roll a stealth check? <laughs> right. You do see Akimbo in the bar. He is with another female Guarian. So let's you roll a uh, stealth check, and I'll roll a perception check, and let's see how well you ghost. I like it. Let's <laughs> see how well you ghost Akimbo. I like my own. He is distracted. He's talking to somebody. Yeah. That's true, true. I'll give him a negative for being distracted. Right, just going to tiptoe my way up there. Eight. You got an eight? Mm, minus five? That's 13 minus oh, five. Okay. Eight. So you're sneakily trying to go to the bar, maybe with one eye in your periphery to see if Akimbo has noticed you. Come on now. And he does notice you. Shit. But then continues his conversation ha. with the lady. That's right. If you don't like me, I don't like you. <laughs> sort of. You guys do have a thing in common. You both hate witches. Maybe that's something you can build a friendship upon. Oh, I could just lean up against the bar and enjoy a drink by myself. Yeah, Tortured Crusader. <laughs> Next uh, to enter the bar would be Crick with his minor headache. This day was long day of work. I don't enjoy. Uh, time to time to drown my sorrows, I believe. Yes, uh, barkeep, one water, please. Barkeep just nods. He's a man of few words and produces a water. Do you sit with Akimbo or do you sit with Anders? I sit with my good friend Anders, of course. Quick, come here, come here. Yes, what is it then? Shh, quiet. I hear you. Yes, yes. Um, what, what? Akimbo's like waving at. Big smile on his face. While, while Akimbo does that, Crick kind of looks over, like smiles, like 
Yes, hello. Mask on or off? Uh, mask on, of course. Okay, so he's just assuming you're smart. Yeah, I, I look up and yes, I make hand gestures so he knows I'm alive. Uh, yes, Anders, what are we doing? Well, just, you know, it's just better over here, don't you find? Something about the air, just a uh, little less uh, full of douchebag. <laughs> these, these words is another one I must learn from you. I don't know. Um, perhaps we go sit with a Kimball, no? Well, where's Travis? We should wait for Travis, I think. And last but not least, <laughs> Travis enters the bar. Hi, fellas. So, Travis, I assume you go and sit with the boys? Yeah, I'm gonna go up and. Hey! Oh, they're already here. Okay, great. Hey, guys. Hey, fellas. Uh, that was a pretty day. Oh, my head is much hurt. I've been knee deep in assholes all day. <laughs> As you guys are conversing, Akimbo has stood up and said his goodbyes to his female companion. And he approaches an empty table near you guys with a hand inviting you to sit with him. Come, friends, let's, let us go. Cricks uh, uh, lifts up his mug of water and uh, walks over to them. All right. Oh, hey, Kimbo. Who's that? Who's that, Sheila? Huh? <laughs> Sheila. Nice. <laughs> you guys all sit down, and uh, Akimbo says, she is a beneficial friend. <laughs> no, no, no. Akimbo, the term is friends with benefits. Not in Gwer. We are mutually beneficial. <laughs> oh, yeah, you finish each other off, right? It's not only one who benefits. Oh, that's pretty deep. <laughs> Just like you, right? And I hold up a hand. And he high fives you. Oh, I got a high five from you. <laughs> I am not going to wash this hand after I just washed it in that puddle. Yeah. <laughs> Why is my hand itchy? Mm hmm. Well, Why friends. is it? <laughs> so you guys all take your seats after the high five, and Akimbo jumps in right away and asks, how did it go with Claire? Yeah, Claire is a big project, I believe, for, for other witch. But yeah, it goes okay. I try to forget. Forgetting so difficult. And then uh, Crick just kind of rubs the top of his head. <laughs> <laughs> As long as she's happy, I guess that is for the best. Despite my feelings of the witch, I am happy for this. Yeah, she's going to be safe there, Kimbo. And I mean, you'll, you'll know where she is. He can go visit anytime you need to. I will never go anywhere close to that witch. I don't blame you, Kimbo. For once. What did you guys learn? Well, I can't speak for the others, of course, but uh, I didn't learn too much. I, uh, I, I just had to put my time in with uh, the Forsaken and show my face and... Well, I guess I can, I can tell everybody because I didn't, didn't do anything wrong when I was going, but I uh, went and com collected some money for them. Uh, that's a, a normal thing with the, with the Forsaken. They, they do collect some money for the protection, so uh, it was actually kind of neat because a couple people even thanked me along the way. They're like, you know, thanks for your protection, and uh, I had to get into it with this one goblin. Uh, he was, uh, he did said he didn't want to pay me, and he ran out the back window, so then his dog came after me as a goblin dog. It fucking sicked its head over a fucking wall true fucking story it cleared this thing and oh oh i was i was feeling pretty good about that so then i went and uh, turned him over to rufio and i gave him a 30 silver and uh he said come back tomorrow for uh i guess a seemingly more important job or something i don't know don't know what he has but uh i know i'm, I'm getting leery i don't want to don't want to get in too deep with these guys right now so what happened with your with this dog you, you were able to actually hit it oh yeah no well i think it might have fell 
onto my hammer. Ah, so you're not actually hit. This makes more sense. From what I see in your fighting, eh, not so good. I believe I have two kills under my belt at least. <laughs> what does your mission with the Forsaken have to do with the princess? Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's where I'm hidden on all of this, but... I, I, I did learn that they have caught a clam soldier. Those are the ones that we saw strung up there. They caught one every week. The next one is coming in th three nights from now. So we can try to be on top of that. I was trying to get put on the team that might be, you know, hunting them down looking for it so I can at least maybe capture the guy or get information from him and find out more about where this princess might be, right? I know they're not involved. I, that's what I found so far is the Forsaken don't seem to have any hand in this uh, because I did have to promise Rufio some gold. So that's the kind of the downside of all this is if we do go through this and save the princess, I might be in for some money if uh, I don't know, we don't have other some other way to deal with Rufio. Right. So I just had a uh, talk with the the head priest over at the Temple of Abadar there, and their uh, group of paladins, bunch of layabout coin counters, if you ask me. <laughs> Anyhow, they want me or us, as it were to uh, clear out the uh, Forsaken hideout just round the way that we were just uh, at the other day. No fucking way, that one. Yep, and they want to pay us 600 gold coins to do it. Oh my goodness, That's it's shit. a lot of monies, but it uh, seems very dangerous. Right, but they do promise information about the invasion of Kalem. And, uh, you know, we get to bash some heads, get paid some coin. I believe these are lots of uh, renegades, is as they are said here. Uh, seems very difficult. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know if the just the well, even four of us could take on that place. This is the concern. Right, well, maybe we need to come up with some sort of ingenious plan or scheme to uh, get the upper edge. Well, anytime thinking's involved, I look to Crick. Right. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, I'm sure I can come up with something, yes. It is not surprising the Church of Abadar wants to take action on the Forsaken. We watch what happens in Trader's Haven, and since the Taker has been leader, they have grown in power, but also they have been harder on the people of the slums in years past. There was never a tax before. There is a mix of feeling in the slums. Some enjoy the Forsaken for their protection and their help. Others are being bled dry. You must act cautiously in this plan. To attack the hideout right now would be foolish. You must come up with a good plan for this. You don't know who is friend or foe around that hideout. I look accusingly at, at uh, Kimbo. I am friend. Okay, just checking. <laughs> <laughs> However, I cannot be seen helping you guys in this endeavor. We remain neutral in Trader's Haven. If a Guarian was seen attacking the Forsaken, it would carry repercussions for the Guarian people with our trade with Trader's Haven. Well, we do have an inside man with the uh, Forsaken, so I'm sure we could leverage that to our advantage, to some degree. I have asked around, but I have not learned much. The princess had something to prove, mostly to the Snake Clan, but there are others who did not prove of her being chief as well. She likely left on her own to bring back a trophy to prove her strength. If it is true that Kalam found her and that she is still alive in the Ativan, it is likely they want to take her alive back to the Dark One and parry it so that they may learn the secrets of the Adivan. Uh, Kimbo, uh, this name, uh, Dark One in Pererit, what, what are these things? He is a mystery to outsiders, a wizard of great power. He has no eyes but sees all, no ears but hears all, all except for what is in the Adivan. 
ancient magics protect us in there. That is all I know. Hmm. Sounds like a formidable foe. We, we need to learn more about this character. First, the princess. We must not let her get to the Dark One. Yes, agreed. I imagine bad things would happen. If it is truly just a couple days until the Kalamian patrol comes, we must be ready for them. They might be the key to finding the princess. Do you know where they will meet? Where they are going? The patrol, you mean, or...? Yes, the patrol. Yeah, well, this we don't know. Have all of the attacks been in the same spots? I don't believe so. I, I wasn't able to get more information from anybody who was, uh, who was there on the ground at the time, but... Yeah, no, it sounded like they were in different places. They, they might be trying to find different ways through, or where there isn't patrols, so I, I, I don't know the, level, the full level that the Forsaken is involved in this and how many people they have involved. Mr. Travis, I believe tomorrow you must find these things out when you speak with your friend. Yes, so we need more information. Okay, well, I guess I'll, I'll check in with the back with the Forsaken group tomorrow, see what they're asking, see what they're saying. Uh, then I can report back to you guys. Uh, I mean, technically they know that I'm talking with you guys, so I don't know what that means, but I've also said that you're very strong, so we can get we can get some stuff done. Yes, I have more training to do tomorrow, but I don't know if I can handle it again. My my head has been bashed many times. So you guys have not had a good look at this hideout. So while Travis is doing something, you guys can do something. Anders can take off his armor and go scout stealthily. Maybe Anders, you and I will go in the morning and uh, go check out this area before I go back with the witch. Right, that sounds good to me. What is the time of day? It's the, uh, it's late evening with the sun setting. Excellent. This night already for me is much dead. I must go sleep, and then we come back. We go early, early tomorrow. Travis, when time you must go? Oh, they didn't set a time. What time of day? Oh, we said just come by tomorrow. You do whatever you need to do then. Me and Anders will go. Are you going to the same place? Yes. Go check out the hideout. Okay. Well then, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll stagger it a bit. Yeah, we're gonna do a stakeout. <laughs> okay. With that, you got a plan for the morrow, and you all retire for the night. Anything special in your bedtime routines, Anders? Where's your pendant? Yeah, that uh, trinket's in my backpack somewhere. I'm sure. All right. Fair enough. And we flash to the morning, the 12th day of Gazra, the fifth day of your journey, and two days left until the expected Kalamian patrol. So after your morning routines, you guys will meet in the bar, I assume, and tell me what you guys are going to do. I will go with Anders in my very scary mask. We will walk around the town, especially in the area of the compound, and we will learn what we can about the area. Perhaps we draw maps. I draw maps. Okay, so you guys want to like kind of circle around, act like you're out for a walk kind of thing, and but observe. With my long flowing John Travolta hair, I will be date of Anders. <laughs> Are you guys going to hold hands? Of course. I'd rather be your cell sword bodyguard. Ah, yes, this could work too. 
Okay, we must go into the town now. Let's go. Anders, you and I. Right. Uh, I'll lead the way, I guess. So you guys are just getting, like, you guys are just going to walk into the slums like you're just going for a walk. Ain't no big deal. And just observe the hideout every now and then. All right. And then, Travis, you're going to go straight to the hideout? Yeah, I'm going to make my way there. Okay. So it is early morning. And Travis approaches the hideout with Crick and Anders just going for a nice little stroll. Ten minutes or so behind him. So, Travis, as you approach the hideout, you see a patrol, and it's led by a tiefling, which is a human with demonic, devilish, or other evil outsider blood in their ancestry. So he's got some horns, and he's got a tail and red skin. He's trailed by a young orc and half-elf. They pass without incident. A young human boy approaches you as you walk up. Rufio's upstairs. He's expecting you. Oh, I'm used to him meeting me. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. You enter the hideout, and it's the same kind of mischief inside as always. There's a cheer by the fighting pit as one leshy with an eye patch is victoriously pumping his leafy arms in the air in victory. There you go, Clarence. <laughs> is she going to head up the stairs? Yeah, um, I'm going to just walk casually, slowly. I am starting to look around now in terms of, because now I'm of the mindset of if I were to want to storm this place, like, are there like a pillar that we could knock out to bring something down? Like, how is it supported? How is it built from the inside? So that's what Travis wants to look around for now as I'm walking to go upstairs. So roll a perception check. Ooh, that's better. 25. 25. So you casually take a look around, keep your ears open, and like most buildings in the slums, although this is one of the nicer, crappier buildings, it's, it's pieced together with like essentially junk and mud. It doesn't look like super flammable or anything, but mm -hmm. it doesn't look strong. Mm -hmm. There are windows, but they don't have glass. So in the front has a door with a window on each side at about like a 20-foot room. And then you know the upstairs room is a little bit smaller, kind of an attic with a 10-foot room. And you do know that the top are like tarps, branches, and just mud keeping it all together on top. Mm -hmm. You do hear complaints that the night before, no one came and cleaned up the mitten heap in the back. So it's kind of stinky. There's a mitten heap in the back, okay. Is that like a compost heap? Trash. Yeah. Human waste. Because mm. I know compost can be quite flammable in some circumstances. <laughs> okay. I take note of all these things to re relate back to Crick and the team later. And I'll make my way up to Rufier. Up the stairs, you hear talking on the other side of the woolen cloth that Rufio uses as a door to his office. And you hear a conversation... You open the door, and on the other side of the door, you see Rufio sitting at his makeshift desk, and behind him, you see Thing One. So Thing One is a large, typical ruffian. He looks like he could be a bouncer, basically, at any bar. He's got brass knuckles on each fist, both sporting a large golden F for the Forsaken. 
He is basically in patchwork robes, which do a poor job of just hiding how ripped he is. He almost looks kind of ogreish, like he is a human, but he definitely has like ogre-like features. The golden bloody knuckles with the letter F on them is something you remember with disdain as you saw your friend fall to these knuckles, Alfie. They took a couple swipes at me too. It wasn't the bloody knuckles that finished your friend, Alfie, as it was Thing 2 who stabbed your friend, but you still remember these knuckles as they impacted you and your friend. Rufio, not knowing at all what's happening, just acts like normal Rufio. Travis, welcome. I knew you would come. Sit, sit. Of course. Thanks for having me again, Rufio. Naturally, I sent someone to monitor your collections. And I've learned some things I didn't know last night when you came in to drop off the money. I did have suspicions about our earlier conversation. And I gotta say, the way you collected was kind of a cop-out. Oh, I hate that word, cop. What word am I looking for? He's a pussy. Yes, that's right. Travis, you're kind of a pussy. You bring 30 silvers demanded, which is nice, but the house where no one was there, you didn't even rough off the house. You just paid for him. The goblin, his name was Vert, by the way. You just let him get away, and you killed his dog. I love dogs. He throws a piece of meat to his two mastiffs, and they both lazily move to it and slowly start eating it. In any case, uh, that may be the case. That's, you're still alive, so don't worry. I brought a special member of the Forsaken to teach you how to properly collect. We call him Thing One. If you collect properly, this time under his tutelage, I'll be more confident to let you run free with your friends and find this princess. I will also give you any information we have on Kalam or any other princess-related matters. And that's it. Collect with Thing One. There's just one troublesome collection we needed to send a special message to. Thing One knows where to go. Impress him? That impresses me. And then we both get what we want. Okay, how much am I collecting this time? It's not so much a collection as a message. Oh, okay. Let's go, Tiny. You must show what it means to disrespect the Forsaken. Well, I don't know. He dis didn't know somebody was disrespecting you. Okay, well then, hey, hey, let me at him, okay? Go, Travis. I have nothing but good feels about you. Okay, we'll see you in a little bit. So you leave with Thing One, and he leads you through the slums, giving nods here and there to certain people. Andrews and Crick roll a perception check. 18. Three. <laughs> So a wagon goes by and rolls over Crick's toe. <laughs> so he's focused on that. But Anders, out of the corner of his eye, sees Travis leaving with a giant of a man. Look at the size of that tosser. Yes, it's a bad right on my toe. Crick. <laughs> Right, Crick, you need to pay attention here. We got, we got Twat. matters at hand. Mm. Yes. Just consider it a sacrifice yes. to your god, all right? 
with my god, you mean the ancestors? Yeah, the ancestors. Ah, yes. Whatever whatever that poppycock is, you cut yourself. It hurt my throat. <laughs> so as Thing One leads Travis through the slums, some are nodding back at Thing One, some are just getting the heck out of the way, quickly changing their paths to avoid him, or they're just quickly looking the other way. And you guys approach a house, and it's a yurt. Are you guys going to keep watching the hideout, or are you going to follow Travis? I I think we should follow Travis. Well, I didn't even see him. What's the problem? Well, our friend Travis is with a man the size of a mountain, and his intentions man, did man not like you. Yes. No, not like me. This man's intentions did not look good, not in the least. <sighs> I, I'm fine. We go check him. I'm sure he's okay. I'm already concerned with Travis's involvement with these people. Yes, yes. Well, we will look after him. I think the paramount important thing to do is protect our allies first before we collect information. Sure, sure. Let's go. Roll a survival check as Thing One and Travis are moving quickly through the slums, through people, wagons, huts... Uh, me too? Yeah. Five. <laughs> not... Thirteen. Not Thirteen. day for rolls. So, as Crick just recovers from one rag- wagon rolling over his foot, <laughs> he takes a step forward and another wagon rolls over his other foot. <laughs> and Anders quickly loses Travis and Thing One as they go through the huts, and he's distracted by Crick's complaints. Where's this stupid man? Well, I see we've lost them. I hope your ancestors are happy. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. And you see uh, Crick kind of like turn his head to one side and like put his hand up and like hear mumbling. Yes. Yes, they are quite happy. Well, delightful. <laughs> I'm glad you're asking about them. It shows a uh, good initiative. <laughs> so, well, if, we, if we've already lost uh, 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 Travis, uh, why don't we just continue with what we are doing? Yes? I don't have any, like, tracking or anything. There's nothing like that. It would be the survival. The survival. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have the skill yet to make prominent What about tracks? perception? You can't perceive where they may have gone? There's no, no obvious it's all escape. just the tracking. So you perceive way, you, the we've way lost. You do it. You could like if you ra- go up to a random space, you would roll a perception check to see what you see. Yeah. And then if you want, like let's say you found a clue, then you would roll your survival check to follow it. Seeing how in. you'd already seen him, yeah. that was your perception check. And then they're leaving. Then you have to roll the survival to follow. So we we have lost them. Yep. So we either have to return to the hideout or aimlessly yeah, try you, to find them. You guys can just go back to your. Casing out the place, walking around, trying to be as well gather information. Chips. Exactly. Yeah, I'll go roll up a new character. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Travis, you approach the yurt with thing one. It's a circular house with a coned roof woven together by branches and ropes. There are large iridescent feathers tied into the construction of the house, and on the ground outside on the door as well. The door is closed. Thing One crosses his arms as if he's expecting you to do something. Oh, is it? They're in there. Do do, do you know what I'm expecting in there? Is it just one person? Should be one. 
get it done. Okay. Um. Oh, oh I guess I should have asked Rufio this, but but do you know that the message that I'm sending is it that this person is not going to make it if 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 they don't do what they're told, or or do they need to just be taught a lesson and then left to be a reminder to themselves? Oh my head! Just smash, smash, send message. Oh, like rough up the house, you mean? Uh. <laughs> smash, send message. Okay, message received. I'm gonna do a perception check on the yurt. Yeah. Fifteen. So with a 15, you don't see any movement inside. The door is makeshift like most doors are in the slums. Like you could just push it open easily. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are no windows Mm -hmm. and there's no smoke or anything coming out of the tip. Okay, I'm going to try to move as silently as I can up to the front door. Roll a stealth check. Off the table. 19. So you walk up and slowly open the door. Mm-hmm. You open the door and see inside the room. It is all one room, 20 feet in diameter. The only light is coming from the open door. On the opposite side of the door is a nest made from straw. In that nest is a blanket, and under that blanket is a sleeping humanoid. You can see a yellow beak protruding from outside of the blanket. There's a small desk and chair on your left, and on the right is a basket full of fruit. The ground is packed dirt, littered with feathers and pieces of straw. Uh, seeing the beacon stuff, can I roll a knowledge nature to figure out what I'm seeing, or would it be a knowledge Just local? Perception. Okay. See what I'm seeing? Yeah. <laughs> 11. With an 11, you notice that the blanket isn't going up or down. Hmm. Uh, that fruit basket, does it look new? Check it out. Um, okay, well, no, I'm not going to move in yet. Okay, um, so I'm going to pull out my earth splitter mm-hmm. to move cautiously into the room. Yeah. Give a one last look at thing one. Obviously, he's watching me. Yeah. Let's give him a nod. Yeah. I'm going to walk in. You walk in where? Well, I'm going to take, like, a step inside. Okay. When you take that step inside, mm-hmm. you hear, Be you friend or foe. Okay, and where did the sound come from? Behind the door. I'm going to say quietly, I don't want to hurt anyone. Attack the bed. Okay. I am going to turn around and be like, like, I give a knowing nod this yeah. time to thing one and be like, yeah. mm. and I'm going to charge yeah. and just wail on the pillow where I think the pillow and the beak is yeah. on the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Roll an attack roll. Okay. <laughs> Awful. Uh, eight. Luckily for you, mm-hmm. a bed doesn't have high AC. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a good chance to hit something with your hearth yes. splitter. <laughs> oh, I'm going to take, okay. I'm going to take on all the beds we find. (laughs) I got got, got this. And you start smashing this bed with your earth splitter and feathers and pieces of beak just start flying everywhere. And you hear from back there, and thing one starts walking in the door. Something from behind the door attacks thing one. Roll for initiative. 
Fuck, we should have been there. Yeah. I, I curse your toes. <laughs> I was trying to find some way to like make more tracks or like sing a song so you guys can find yourself. And I was like, ah. nope. But I wouldn't know you guys were they were not following me. So Travis, what is your initiative? Travis rolled a 22 initiative, which I don't want to. Okay, 22 initiative, that's very good. So as thing one enters the door, the mysterious figure from behind the door is going to get a surprise round and is going to attack thing one. And you see a bird-like humanoid flash a dagger and attempt to strike thing one. And he hits. So the mysterious figure who you've only caught a small glimpse of stabs thing one and hits him right in the abdomen. And you see blood squirt violently out of this wound. Thing one goes, and he buckles, almost falling over. And he clenches his wound with his hand, and you see the blood squirting out of his hand, and he looks to you. Travis! It is now Travis's turn. I got my other split in my hand. Yeah, you do have that. You are sweaty from beating the shit out of a bed. And you got Earth Splitter in both hands. Okay. And you just saw a bird-like humanoid stab the shit out of thing one. And he's kind of buckling there. Okay. You can tell it was a good hit. I'm gonna five foot adjust. Yeah. No. Oh. No, it's a small room and you're only 10 I, feet away. Can I go that way? Is there, Would there be space to his to my right? 20 by 20 room. Yeah, it's a small room. You can definitely five foot adjust away four. from the bed yeah. and okay. reach thing one. No problem. I'm doing so because my intention is to attack thing one. Okay. Because he is our enemy, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, is my person on the other side, this bird person. Is that an ally now? Do I get a flanking bonus? Mm-hmm. You absolutely get a flanking bonus. He asked you, be you friend or foe? Uh-oh. 11. 11 total. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thing one looks up, expecting help from Travis. Mm-hmm. Sees you take a step forward and smash down at him with your earth splitter. And in classic fashion, he didn't even have to move. You just straight up missed and hit the floor next to him. I think he lurched because of his, his wound. Yeah, he, no, you just missed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it went off the armor. Yeah. A look of shock goes on Thing One's face as he takes his turn and strikes at the Tengu. Oh! I'll deal with you after! Two mighty blows from Thing One are easily dodged by the Tengu as that wound must have just been enough to throw him off from throwing good, strong strikes. It is now the Tengu's turn. You never take the money from me? Goes for another stab and he misses. <laughs> it is now Travis's turn. He got the flanking bonus too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta... No, I'm gonna switch die. 
Let me switch die. But it still doesn't matter. <laughs> I just... I, I picked up all of that, by the way, yeah. by your expression there. <laughs> <laughs> Travis's heart wasn't in it before, but now he's looking at the back of him kind of thing. He goes, for Alfie. Yeah. <gasps> Natural 18. Oh, shit. For a 26. Nice. Oh, my God. That's a miss. No, I'm just right. yeah. <laughs> That's totally a hit. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Time to run. Uh, it is eight damage. Eight damage. Mm-hmm. Decent. So you smash and just miss Thing One's head and hit him right in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And you can hear a crack in his shoulder as he... Oh, takes a violent hit from your earth splitter and he is looking terrible he's got his his hand is moved from covering his bloody abdomen to rubbing his sore shoulder and he does not look long for this world it is thing one's turn i'm nervous yep thing one doesn't even say anything he just glares and instead of attacking the tengu he switches his attention to Travis. Betrayer! Okay, edit whatever is three, four, nine, six. <laughs> what was the nine total? Fucking scared. He probably has a big enough attack bonus. He might actually hit me. Fifteen. No. No. <laughs> that was so close. Oh, why'd I make him two-handed? Um, because people have two hands. <laughs> <laughs> and thing one is just too weak to land the blows. And Travis lazily moves from one side to the other and easily dodges both of them. It's like a butterfly stings like when I pee. <laughs> <laughs> it is now the Tengu's turn. This is a very nervous sounding fight. The Tengu misses with his dagger, despite Thing One being in his weakened condition. It is Travis's turn. You have to finish him. Yeah, please. <laughs> finish him. Uh, okay, go, Travis. Okay, Travis time. That's going to be close. 16. 16 is a miss. <gasps> is that with your flanking? Yeah. That's a miss. Unless I get point blank shot. No. Thing one. Coup de gras. <laughs> He's not on the ground. <laughs> He's not helpless, no. He's definitely defending himself. <sighs> so Thing One takes his turn and in a weakened state glares at Travis. He decides to try one of his special attacks, a stunning fist, and he puts everything into it. And he rolls a one. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going how I thought it would go. Uh, for those super nerds out there, I have not rolled above a nine, and I did like didn't want to kill Travis, but I didn't want to punch him in the face a couple times, and I'm a little disappointed. Travis can take some beats. Yeah, but he's just he's feeling good. He had a good night's sleep. He's agile. You know what I mean? And he knows what it's like to miss. And when you know what it's like to miss with an earth splitter, you know how to dodge an attack. Yeah. So Travis has intangibles, you know. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's luck. Yeah. It's this luck based thing he's got. Yeah. Now it is the Tengu's turn. Crick has these abilities with I rolled well. just as good for the Tengu as I do for Thing 1, and the Tengu misses. Somebody's got a hit. 
Travis's turn, I believe. Now it is again <laughs> Travis's turn. Okay. Come on, buddy. No. Finish him. Switching. Switching. No. <laughs> this fight is embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> so every round at this point, we basically just have people just missing each other in a mystical dance of missing. It's like a, it's like a Jason Bourne fight. Yeah, no, Jason Bourne fight. It's the opposite yeah. of all the John Wick yeah. movies. <laughs> Instead of being completely efficient with every movement, nobody dies. Everybody's super inefficient with every movement. I want to, I want to do flurry of blows, but I feel like I cannot lower. Don't be a pussy. My attack. What do you mean? You know what? He's going all out. Yeah. He's just got it. He just wants to hurt someone. He knows he's going down. He's got two people around him. He's going to go out on a blaze of glory. Let's go. That's a four. <laughs> four. I get another one, though. It is a flurry. That's a 10. That's a 10. Thing Ooh, I a think bitch. that hits. No, because it's minus two on top of the other one. Oh, because it's a double attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is just embarrassing, folks. Uh, it's good uh, good podcast, though. You know, just a bunch of guys missing. Keep going. We got uh, the Tengu coming. And he rolls a four. Uh, the <laughs> is, seriously, this is, this, is this is Pathfinder, baby. You can't plan this. Oh, I, I don't think it's possible to roll 50% of rolls as four. Like. The only reason I, I think I know why I haven't hit now. What? I haven't said a proper line to finish him off. Oh, yeah. You got to say the line. You need a one. And right. here's your moment. It's exactly. your turn. Okay. Round five. Let's go. It's only five? I thought we had at least seven or eight. I just, surprise round. I just guessed. <laughs> Super nerds out there, tell me on the Twitter what round it is. We'll keep track. <laughs> I look him. I guess, yeah, he's looking at me now. I'm like, I, I look way up at him, right? And you can tell he just, like, he's been trying to hurt you. Yeah. He, he's been putting everything into it. You've been putting everything into it. Everyone's sweaty. They've been dodging back and forth. There's blood just dripping down his leg and on the floor. He's got like his shoulders got like this weird hinge as if it's like almost dislocated. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm envisioning him doing is just kind of looking way up at him. And he goes, thing two is next. And he's going to sort of go from his like crouch position and he's gonna twirl upward. Yeah. A twirling uppercut yeah. to try to like roundhouse him with his earthbreaker. Alright. You better hit with I a know, oh my god. Like that. Uh da, 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 da. That? Oh that's not a okay, I thought it was a one. It's a seven. <laughs> uh -oh. Still not enough. So you twirl <laughs> yeah. and that's all you do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really jump anywhere. I tried. The Tengu needs a one-liner now. <laughs> he already tried it. Don't take my money or whatever. Yeah, no, that was a long time ago now. It's like years ago. Inspired by your recent miss, yeah. Thing 1 just tries a normal punch to the face with his golden F on his brass knuckle, and he swings for an 18. Ooh. That hits, Travis. That hits. Uh-oh. And you have an F on your head. Yeah. So you get knocked in the face for six damage. Ah. His blood starts dripping down your lip. Ah. And he swings with his other fist. What do you call that? An F-bomb. For a hit. I'm just going to tell you right now, okay. it was a hit. Okay. 
for three more damage. As my poor rolling continues. Ow. It is now the Tengu's turn. I was was trying to be epic. You can just finish him off those, okay? Just finish him. You do it. It's time to Tengu. I'm trying. (laughs) Tengu misses again. (laughs) I'm just going to roll now because I know it's my turn. Nope. You, you just rolled and missed again? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was a fake, fake roll. That was Thing a... one's turn. I'm not, I, 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 I wish I could just lie. But okay. I yeah, that wasn't I... a sanctioned roll. Yeah. Break it from the record. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are doing so well. Or Nick... you want, I can just edit any time. I can just roll until I hit it. <laughs> <laughs> so Travis misses again. In classic Travis fashion with his Earth Splitter. It makes you wonder why he has that weapon. It is now Thing one's turn again. He swings for a 20. Uh Uh-oh. Ooh. For three damage. (laughs) He swings for a 23. No, you're going to die. Seven damage. Oh, no. As he does a one-two punch, hitting you in both shots in the abdomen. That's got to be. You're so close to death. Maybe. (laughs) It is now the Tengu's turn. Oh, my God. Tengu hits. Okay. Finally. <laughs> if only we were watching this fight, I, bl- I believe it would be much good to watch. Um, Travis, not so good. Yeah, this is more of a ballet than a fight. <laughs> As Thing One does his combo on Travis, it leaves a small opening for the Tengu, and he takes it. And he stabs him right in the back, in between his spine. We'll say vertebrae 17 and 18. Those aren't real vertebrae. We'll say vertebrae six and eight. <laughs> we'll say vertebrae seven and eight. <laughs> and he hit him right in the vertebrae. There's a fucking back surgeon that's like, God damn it, he's so angry right now. <laughs> he turns it off. But it doesn't matter. And he, hit, and he hits him in the lower spine. And thing one collapses. Oh! to the ground it starts bleeding out on the ground finish him can we redo this whole encounter (laughs) (laughs) no I would take death over this (laughs) now you can get the how much life do you have left don't worry about it enough to be alive Tengu does a perception check how well do you look not well (laughs) 23 I am not well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the Tengu doesn't waste a second and slits Thing One's throat <laughs> as he's on the ground. Vicious. Never a dull moment when you do a combat with Travis. <laughs> Such good radio. It's like a Leslie Nielsen movie. Ah. <laughs> uh, that is the biggest compliment. Thank you. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, seriously, fantastic. Yeah. No, you can't. You can't plan that. He goes. Much appreciated, stranger. You seemed out of place with that man, and I'm happy my gamble paid off. Not attacking you right away. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, happy to be rid of rid of him. Do Who? not worry about this man. I will cover this up. How did you... Take, take leave from this awful place. How did you know we were coming? Because I wasn't paying. <laughs> <laughs> it's what happens around here. 
You're a, <laughs> you're supposed to be a very special job. Like they sent me in here for. Why are you so special? Because I killed the last man that came to collect. My job wasn't done here now, but now it is. I must leave. Okay, so you, you you're gone, right? I don't I don't have to worry about you. No, you do not have to worry about me. He presents like a small pendant in his feathery hand. You have in fact helped me greatly. This pendant, this will help you if you ever find the Tingu area of the Adavan. The pendant is black feathers crossed behind a bird's skull similar to a pirate symbol. They just know that I will cover this up. But it won't be long until they know he is gone. Okay. Uh, well, thanks for your thanks for your help. Uh, what's your name if I if I do make it out to the to the village area there? Kiko. Kiko. My name's Travis. Pleasure to meet you, Travis. Be gone. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my way back now. Um, I'm 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 gonna tell them that you're dead, though. Tell them whatever you wish. I will not be here when you come back. Okay. Goodbye, Kiko. Okay, so we'll leave that hot mess of a battle in the background for a bit, and we will return to Crick and Anders. So about an hour has passed. In the hour that Anders and Crick were watching the hideout, they noticed the tiefling and small party cross again. So you know that their patrol is every hour. I would like a stealth and perception check from you guys. If we're trying to do gather information, it's a diplomacy check. So you guys, you want to observe and seem kind of sneaky, but also have some conversations as well along the way. So that's three rolls. So let's do stealth first. This is a minus five for me, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nine. Okay. What the? Eleven. Okay. <laughs> Let's do a perception. Twenty-one. Twenty. Okay. And let's do a diplomacy. Five. Twenty-one. Nice. Okay. So, you guys do notice, like, some clear forsaken people like you you notice a guy he's like clearly a ruffian you guys do notice some people that appear to be you know more normal peasants that seem to be watching you closely but they're not like you know sending off a messenger or anything like that for all you know like travis is still in the good books of the forsaken so um you're not seeing anything suspicious that way you guys are trying to strike up the odd conversation as um, you guys kind of walk around, kind of pretending like you're having a stroll, taking in the city. And Anders is like completely belligerent. He doesn't know how to talk to these people at all. And he's just like, oi, da, 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 da. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> right, yeah. you lot, give me the information, yeah. all right? <laughs> he's, he's a little too, he's a little too aggressive in his askings for information, and he's, he's kind of taking the people aback. And despite having a mask, uh, Crick is, uh, he's, he's kind of, even though it's such a diverse area and there are so many strange creatures about, 
there are a few half-orcs with masks about. And um, he's become quite a little bit of a curiosity and has had some people come up and actually talk to him. And Crick, what kind of questions have you been asking? I wish to know, uh, perhaps you can tell me who comes by this place, when they come by this place. I want to... Is there guards around here? Or is good spot to spy? Spying is fun. <laughs> That's a little suspicious, isn't it? That's so despite... Nah, this is slums. Uh, slums always spying in. <laughs> so you did approach some people who, even with your high role, were not willing to divulge any of that information at all. And they were quite scared. But it's not like they ran to the hideout or anything. They just wanted to avoid you. And But you did find one person who kind of waved you over to off the street a little bit and kind of spoke to you in hushed tones. And he kind of told you that, you know, he's sick of the Forsaken around the town and that uh, he doesn't know why you're asking these questions, but he can tell you that people stay up late, you know, drinking and chewing cat and stuff like that. So in the morning, even the guards are quite lethargic as they're kind of getting back into the day, getting their high back, they're kind of in a weakened position. And that is actually, it is still like a couple hours before noon. And you start looking around and you do notice like the guards are a little cranky and jittery and some are just smashing cat in their mouth and they're just roughing up people for no particular reason. And it doesn't seem that orderly to you. Yes, thank you very much for this uh, talk. Uh, just so you know, the only thing I wish to do is then burn them to the ground and murder them all. <laughs> the guy just looks wide-eyed at you, nods really fast, and just kind of like speed walks away. Oh, hang on. Excuse me, good sir. Uh, it would be wrong of me not to ask. Um, do you know where the princess is? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he go just, down there, turn left. <laughs> he turns from a speed walk to a run, and he's just, like, gone. That's just, like, overload. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a nice day. Bye. Anders, what are you doing over there? Anders is scaring, <laughs> like, a young girl. He's just like, <laughs> give me the information. <laughs> I'm just a young girl. <laughs> you know something I can tell. My compass is finely tuned. Mommy, mommy. Excuse me, uh, small child. Please run away. She's hiding something. <laughs> yes, yes, Anders. Uh, perhaps you just leave her be. Uh, I think I have something important to notice. Um, and then I'll uh, kind of point out a few of the guards and how they look hungover and or tired. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, this morning time, perhaps, is best time to be here. They're very slow. They do things like you in the night, you know, many drinkings and feel terrible in the morning. Uh, I believe you have intimate knowledge with this. Yeah, I've had a, a bender or two. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you must know, uh, in the morning time, you don't feel good, yes? I like to call that pukey time. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I remember seeing many of these times by you. Yeah. In our in our short time together. So cutting back to Travis, you have just left the hut. 
Um, the Tengu has closed the door, and you hear a ruckus on the inside. You don't know what's going on, but you hope he's keeping his word. Chainsaws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, uh, what's that? Oh, what's that show called? He's just showing up. He's just throwing up, like, Dexter sheets of, like, plastic. Mm, yeah. <laughs> And you know where you are. You, uh, you're very familiar with the slums, and you know the direction of the hideout. Okay. Uh, first, I want an immediate perception check. Okay. Uh, just to see if anybody is looking. <laughs> saw that. Like, yeah. I, I, I didn't assume there was anybody necessarily around because they would want to keep it quiet, so they would keep everybody away. Mm-hmm. It would just be me and Thing One. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that's it. 21 for Travis. So 21 for Travis. So you did notice that like when you were walking around with thing one, like people were dispersing. People were getting the hell out of there. They were expecting something bad to happen. Mm -hmm. And as you look around, like the streets seem quite empty. Like no one wants to be around when thing one comes to town. (laughs) (laughs) It works. (laughs) So lame. Okay, so Travis now wants to start making his way back to the hideout. Assuming that Crick and Anders might be in the area still, so I can kind of see them after, but I should definitely go check in. Okay, so you head back to the hideout, and it's not long before you see a out-of-place half-orc in a mask and a large human paladin walking around trying to be discreet. With very poor stealth checks. Yeah. <laughs> I also pretend to act stealthy. Yeah. Okay, roll a stealth check. Seven. Seven. <laughs> you fit right yeah. in. Yeah. Hi, guys. Oh, Travis. I'm looking very wounded. Uh, my goodness, my friend. God damn it. I knew we should have been with him. Yeah, um, I should probably go check in. I may need a little bit of healing first. Uh, what did you find out? How was your day? Yeah, quickly, come come around here. And, and I, we kind of lead around to the back of a hut or an alley or whatever. Um, I don't want to cast uh, Cure Light Wounds on Travis. Thanks. So you get eight hit points. Ooh, Ooh very nice. I'd lay my hands on you, Travis, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> aside from having a good time, I don't think it's going to do you much better. It's okay. Placebo effect. <laughs> G- give me a quick touch. <laughs> Very out of character. <laughs> so, uh, well, where were you guys? Like, did you did you see me leave the hideout? Yes, uh, you're going with big men. Yeah. Yeah, I walked then over. Then this stupid cart goes over my toe. Yes, <laughs> the carts. I hop like this, and I, I show him the same hopping that I was doing uh, when I <laughs> had my toe run over. Travis, I tried to have you back. I'm sorry. We lost sight of you. It's the chaos. I thought okay. you were saying to leave him be because he's okay. I believe Nonsense. What you said. I, I, you know that's a lie. Uh, it's hard to remember. No. It's okay. I, I'll keep trusting both of you here. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, and I followed uh, the, the big guy you saw me with. That was a uh, thing one. I remember my... From a story. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I was surprised. I went up to see Rufio when he was there. He says, uh, it's time to go send a message, is uh, what I was told. So he, I think when I was there, he was going to watch me. So, I, of course, I had to agree. So I said, let's go. So he followed him through the slums there. And as, as we were get, getting to this, uh, I think it's called a yurt, I heard this voice from behind the door. 
and he asked if I was uh, here to hurt him, and I said no. She said, go towards the bed. Do you hear of these voices many times? No. Or usual days? No, should I? I don't know. What kind of voices are you hearing? There was only the one time. It was behind the door. Oh. Okay. Do you... Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> Not creepy at all. <laughs> and we went in, and so uh, he told me to go smash the bed. I'm like, okay. So I'll smash the bed. And I tell the rest of the story. Um, perhaps uh, you should either be murdering this bird man or uh, burning his hut. I don't know, but what, what are you going? You're going to be found out. Uh, I couldn't help but notice that you have a very distinct F on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because oh, I didn't think about that. So you tell them the story, but you can also say, you know, whether you trust this Tengu or not, he did say he'd take care of it. So the the, the fella I helped at the end there, he who well, I guess who helped me, he saved me, I guess. He he gave me a trinket and I show him the the medallion, the, the pendant. Let me see this. I reach over and kinda grab it from I wanna do a spellcraft. Yeah, it's shining with magic. Twenty-one. So you notice that there is an enchantment that actually would help Travis jump. Mm. And in Pathfinder terms, that's a plus five to jump. Mm. I relay this information. Oh, cool. Very nice uh, amulet. Yeah, he, he, well, he gave it to me because I, I helped him you know, escape. And he, he even said he's going to take care of the body. This is good, but uh, don't you need to go back to the hideout? What are you going to say to them? Oh, I, I was going to say that we well, we were jumped, and that thing one didn't make it, and I barely made it out of there alive, and... Why did you run away? Well, oh, right, okay. No, I killed the Tengu, the, the bird man in there. I killed him. Okay, where is body? Well, I left him at the hut. Why would, I, why would I carry it through the streets? <laughs> mm, okay. So they... you say thing thing one dies, yeah. and you kill Birdman. He, he was hiding behind the door, and he stabbed thing one in the side. And he's like, oh, and he, and he almost fell. But then we managed to get around. And as I was bringing my, my hammer expertly down, I don't know why I'm telling you the full story, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I, I managed to slay him, but not before thing one succumbed to his wounds. Uh, perhaps, but uh, you may be in much trouble for this, I think. But we shall see. The lack of evidence is troubling. This is the problem I'm having with it. So you guys know that you have a sticky situation and kind of a trap for time. As either Travis has to bullshit Rufio or you guys have to make a move. The bullshitting is going to come down to a roll. Mm-hmm. Wait, I don't have a good bluff. <laughs> so that's not a good way to go. My diplomacy's better. We can't fight them yet. Nope. So we can't let the bag... I don't know, maybe it is to burn it down, but how do you explain it can burn you, down? No, you, you wouldn't be able to burn it down, especially as a paladin, because it might catch the building's attack. Well, not me. I wouldn't be burning it down. <laughs> but knowing of the plan, if that was the plan, I don't think you could. Maybe, maybe that's how the Tengu takes care of it, although we can't count on it. No, I, I, gonna do. I don't think it's help with the Tengu beyond now. He probably doesn't want to burn down his own tent. No. Travis, I think maybe you should have killed this bird man. 
Well, I wasn't assuming I could because I was almost dead. The bird had not been touched, and obviously he can do some damage because he killed thing one. I'm just saying this is a big problems now, but uh, I guess we shall go and you shall tell this man whatever story you're going to tell him and we hope for the best. Never okay? should have gotten involved with these lot. This is now look where we are. This is true, yes. These are bad people. So. I will leave the amulet with you in case I don't make it back. <laughs> oh. Okay. And, and and you can see Crick's like modeling it over, like putting it over top of his mask. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, it's very nice amulet. These are also probably like weird <laughs> if I showed up with a Tengu trinket. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it could be a spoil of the war. Oh, I, I took this off its body. Yeah. Oh. That's yeah, actually, actually anything yeah. that's uh, And if it doesn't work out, you can jump out the window. <laughs> it's 20, 10, 10, 20 feet, 10 feet down? It's like 15, barely. Okay. It's like a small attic. Okay. It's not uh, even a full floor. You wish it back now. Okay. Sorry, I got your hopes up. Quick. <laughs> reluctantly hands it over. <laughs> Thanks, Covening thank, it already. Yeah. Thanks for identifying it. It's a very nice uh, amulet. Uh, maybe I can give it to you later. Yes, I believe you should give me all of your magic items. <laughs> I don't have much. <laughs> In fact, that's it. <laughs> but no, just I'm, I, now that I'm saying it, that's that could be some evidence. I believe that now that his guild will be after you to murder, mm-hmm. because I believe this is what will happen now. Yeah, our choices are maybe more limited. Uh, we do attack and all die, um, or we send me in and I die. Hope for the best and attack anyways, and probably die but maybe we live or we run what if we leave a fake ransom note at the the tent or that guy's still there no the tango has to flee right he's yeah he could say that he kidnapped travis i don't know it's an explanation well but then that at least allows you to buy some time to flee actually part of this is good idea i think i write a note and Leave it in Tengu house. And send him on a f- false trail. Saying that Tengu man has murdered and stolen, uh, not murdered, just stolen, this uh, thing man. This buys us mm, an hour or two. <laughs> well, that's the part too, is they don't, nobody knows yet. We went to do this. They're expecting it to us to kill this person and me and thing one would come back. Mm-hmm. It's only when we don't come back that they start to question, then they have to send somebody to look what happened. Then we're, then the story's found out or not. Right? What if we kill the person that they send to investigate and then when they don't show up, they send another person to investigate <laughs> and we kill them and then they send another person. And we just slowly kill everybody right. in the hideout. We milk them dry. <laughs> you guys know the weaknesses of this place by now. So if you ultimate plan was to attack it eventually, what's stopping you from doing it now? Well, still the overwhelming odds from what I understood. So you've witnessed the odd ruffian go around. You've witnessed a patrol go around every hour and you know that everyone is weakened in the morning. How many people are in there though? We still don't know that. So you know that there is definitely Rufio. You know that there was thing one. Mm-hmm. 
and you know the rest are just basically customers besides the ruffians. Well, okay, is there a choke point we can control inside this building? Was yeah, there like stairs or something there, like there's that? There's a staircase. To Excellent up. question. So... <laughs> <laughs> We're not all fucking Errol Flynn over here. Definitely choke points. Good. So the stairs are a huge choke point because that means that it's only... Roof view upstairs. Okay. So. And then two buffoons downstairs, one buffoon downstairs. Maybe, well, we don't know where thing two is. Oh, are we, are we expecting thing two for this fight? I don't think so. That I There's been no sign of thing two, but where there's thing one, there could be thing two. So for choke points, you know that Travis, from his stories, has gone up and down the stairs. And it's usually just Rufio up there. You know, there's mostly just a bartender, maybe one ruffian kind of being kind of a bouncer. And for the most part, they're just civilians and employees inside that hideout. You got the patrol that came outside. There's another choke point to the left of the hideout in between. That's the closest building. Okay, if you go in, can you spin a yarn to at least distract or separate one of them that we can pick off or that we can use the the refuse in the back light that on fire as a distraction pick one off i mean i we can assume there's one two maybe three at most people downstairs which was the problem with the midden heap just to light it on fire no what was the problem with it why do we know about this thing he heard it uh travis heard it in conversation because it was extra stinky because no one came to collect it the night before. Mm -hmm. So the customers were complaining about it in the morning. So it's gaseous. Where is that in relation to the... At the back, at the opposite side of the main entrance. Near the stairs? Back stairs or no? It's like the outside. outside. Yeah. Back. Okay. Yeah. So there's no door there. No door there, no. Yeah. No doors, no windows. Mm -hmm. Okay, friends, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, th I think this is what we should do. And then, like, we kind of, like, all gather around and, like, start drawing little fake drawings in the, in the sand or in the, gr in the, in the dirt. Like, mm -hmm. okay, you go over here, we do this. And, like, you know, we have a little montage scene of us uh, planning. Um, <laughs> and you're doing the John Madden drawing in the sand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going to go this way, see? <laughs> you're going to score points. <laughs> So what is your guy's plan? I, I, I believe we just go in the front door and just start going. You are a big man. See who opposes us and Yes, we wait for patrol to be gone. And then should we just go straight upstairs before anything to go for a big man? Well we're gonna have to force our way past the I guess the the notifiers, the kids at the front door. So maybe I'll walk behind Anders so they don't see me coming as easy. Because otherwise they're going to go in and warn Rufio that I'm coming. Can we bribe these kids? Do we need to? Can we get them out of the way? Are we going to kill them? We can oh, ignore them. They're, but they're gonna, children. They're going to alert the They might. Guy. But no, Who but cares? Because that's the other option is sort of meet in the middle on both plans. Be like, we're about to go in, but if he's going to come out and meet me, because I'll, I'll be like, I'll wave one of the kids down, send him in, and say, you know, like, get Rufio out here kind of thing. Because he's going to want to hear about thing one, and it's just me, and I'm bleeding. 
Rufio comes down, you can try to do something or like storm in from somewhere from this hut. If Rufio's <laughs> coming down, now we're fighting him with whoever else is down on the first floor of the, of the bar. And we lack a surprise initiative. I think either we go in, kill everybody on the first floor, then go up, yeah. or go up, kill Rufio, murder anybody on our way out as we're trying to leave. We can't do that silently, though. As soon as we attack the first floor, he's going to hear, right? Yeah, yeah. no yeah. question. And the best thing is, can you get to the second floor? I mean, they're, they're going to then follow up behind you. So anybody down here is also now stuck down there. So I think we do have to do the first floor. Is there any way for him to get away? Do we have traps? Can we trap the stairs? <laughs> An alchemist fire. Just, just chuck it at the door. He just burns. He lost a couple rounds, though. Was the thing, but. Well, it keeps him out or burns him, whatever you can do, or... I think we just go in, murder everybody on the first floor, and move up and murder, murder him on the second floor. Yeah, and if he comes down, then we'll divert attention and fight him. Sure. I'll, I'll worry about the other guys. The main goal is to protect Crick. Everything else is... <laughs> Secondary. Secondary. Gravy. <laughs> okay, yep, I'm in. Okay, and then I, I do some more healing for uh, Travis. Here you go. Seven points. Coo-hoo, thank you. Wait a tick, wait a tick. Anders here. We're going to have to cut this episode right here. But fret not, me friends. We have a special double edda release for you on this fine Canada Day long weekend. If you're as eager as I am to see how well our dodgy plans hold up for our upcoming skirmish, then please stick around for episode 10. Coming up next, isn't it?